0: Welcome to the We Serve podcast of Government Policy, Real Estate, and You. I'm Liz Reckia, Government Affairs Director of the West Valley, Pinal, and Douglas chapters of the We Serve Association of Realtors, and this is your quick update for today. Arizona State On Wednesday, March 25th, we had only four bills signed into law. By Saturday, March 28th, we had 22 so the legislature and governor are attending to state business in addition to the issues surrounding coronavirus. You can go to www.weservegad.org for an update on session bills. Click on Arizona State. For now, here are a couple of new laws you might be interested in hearing about. SB 1145, Temporary Irrigation Efficiency Projects Fund. This new law pertains to the Phoenix AMA only. It adds a requirement that only CAP surface water was delivered in 2017. This bill was signed by the governor on February 18th and is effective immediately. HB 2586, Building Permits, Utilities, Restrictions, Prohibitions. This new law prohibits municipalities and counties from establishing restrictions on issuing building permits based on developer's choice of utility provider. This bill was signed into law February 21st and becomes effective 90 days after the legislative session ends. HB 2749, which is also SB 1666. Endangered Species Conservation, Confidential Information. This new law mandates that information collected by or on behalf of a state agency in an endangered species survey or as part of research is considered confidential information. A civil penalty of $25,000 will be assessed for each violation. This requires confidential species information be collected through a standardized form by which the property owner gives express written permission to the survey. This bill was approved by the governor on March 10th and becomes effective December 31st, 2020. HB 2771 Tax Credits Qualified Facilities Extension This bill extends the existing tax credits for qualified facility and research investments The Arizona Commerce Authority also known as ACA manages the process and system to approve the income tax credit for qualifying facilities This bill was approved by the governor on March 13th and the extension is through December 31st 2031 this bill was sponsored by We Serve member Representative Ben Toma. You can read a more comprehensive update of the laws passed so far at www.weservegad.org. Small Business Loans as Part of Coronavirus Relief By now, you may have heard that part of the third Coronavirus Relief Package was a provision for forgivable small business loans. This provision is known as the Paycheck Protection Program. These loans do have forgiveness provisions, but they are linked to maintaining or restoring payrolls. The business must be a small business, meaning 500 or fewer employees. Hotels, restaurants, and other businesses that fall within the North American Industry Classification System Code 72 may also be eligible. Tribal businesses, 501C19 veterans organizations, 501 C three nonprofits are also eligible. Self-employed individuals are eligible for this program. The U.S. Senate Committee on Small Business and Entrepreneurship has a synopsis, as does the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. The U.S. Chamber Synopsis is easy to read and provides you a step-by-step pathway to decide if you qualify, and if so, Considerations such as making sure you will qualify for the forgiveness part of the loan. These loans will be made by an SBA lender as well as other banks and lending institutions approved by the United States Treasury. The interest rate won't be more than 4%. Make sure you double check what the term covered period means since it is different for the loan portion than for the forgiveness portion. The Paycheck Protection Program is one element of the $2 trillion Phase 3 package for coronavirus relief passed on March 27th. The formal name of the Phase 3 package is Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. I was on the phone as part of a NAR Government Affairs update on Thursday. NAR worked hard to make sure realtors, their clients, and small business were included in relief, and that amendments were made to negate some of the failings of the Phase 2 relief package. I encourage you to read the synopsis NAR provides on their website. You can access it at narfocus.com or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast. Here are a few highlights. Housing. Mortgage forbearance for residential. Borrowers with federal government-backed or insured mortgages may request up to 360 days of forbearance without proof of hardship. No additional fees, interest, or penalties will be assessed. Foreclosure. No foreclosure action on federal government-backed or insured residential properties for 60 days from the March 18, 2020 date. Mortgage forbearance multifamily property owners. Multifamily property owners with a federal government-backed Insured, assisted, or supplemented loan may request a 30-day forbearance, which is extendable to 90 days. Tenant Eviction Owners with federal government-backed, insured, supplemented, or assisted loans have an eviction moratorium preventing them from eviction filings, assessing fees, or penalties on tenants for non-payment of rent for 120 days. There is a $1.25 billion increase in Section 8 funding, $1 billion increase for rental assistance, $15 million for persons with disabilities, and $50 million for housing for the elderly. Student loans. All student loan payments are suspended for six months with no accrual of interest. Negative credit reporting and debt collection are prohibited. Business Emergency Economic Injury Disaster Loan Grants, also known as EIDL. These are SBA 7B2 loans for small business, sole proprietors, and independent contractors, and cover the period from January 31st to December 31st, 2020. The business must show hardship caused by the coronavirus. The SBA has several loan criteria it will be using, including credit score or alternative credit worthiness methods. The SBA will waive personal guarantees on loans under $200,000. Some small businesses may qualify for an advance up to $10,000 that is forgivable. Infrastructure $100 million in grants are provided for construction of broadband networks in rural areas, with another $20 billion going towards infrastructure grants in rural and urban areas. Taxes By now you have heard about the checks going to Americans in April. There are income limits, but most Americans will receive checks. Individuals with an adjusted gross income up to $75,000 will receive $1,200. Reduced amounts will go to individuals making $99,000 a year or less in adjusted gross income. Married couples will see a $2,400 check if their adjusted gross income is under $150,000 a year. Reduced amounts will go to married couples with adjusted gross incomes over $150,000 a year up to $198,000 a year. Married couples will receive an additional $500 for each child under 17 years of age. Head of household filers will see a $1,200 check if their adjusted gross income is $112,500 a year or less. Reduced checks will go to those with incomes over $112,500 but less than $136,500 a year in adjusted gross income. Head of household filers will also receive $500 per child under 17 years of age. These funds are not taxable since they are considered a tax credit. It is estimated about 83% of tax filers will receive a check. These checks will be based on your 2019 filed tax returns. For more information, you can go to irs.gov slash coronavirus. You may be able to take an early withdrawal up to $100,000 from IRA and other retirement accounts without paying the early withdrawal penalty. There are requirements regarding diagnosis and adverse business consequences due to COVID-19, so check with your CPA before withdrawing funds. Those receiving mandatory distributions from their retirement account in 2020 will not have to pay tax on that amount. Charitable cash contributions up to $300 in 2020 may be deducted from your 2020 taxes even if you don't itemize. Check with your CPA for advice on this and the modified charitable contributions for business. Your business may qualify for a refundable employee retention tax credit if you have 100 or fewer employees. These credits go against the payroll taxes you owe. Self employed and employers may be able to defer payment of the FICA portion or half the SECA taxes until after 2020. You may be able to carry back net operating losses to previous tax years and receive a refund to your business. Check with your CPA. There are other credits and tax and income modifications available to business, so call your CPA or tax professional to get all the information you need to make your best decision. Unemployment. Self-employed and independent contractors may be able to receive unemployment assistance under the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance portion of the law. There is a maximum 39 weeks of assistance available. These funds are administered by the state as part of the State Unemployment Compensation Program. Up to $600 a week for up to four months of additional assistance may be available. To find out more, you can visit the Arizona State Department of Economic Security website. GAD Events The April West Valley Government Affairs Advisory Council in-person meeting has been canceled, but I'm working on providing you a virtual meeting, so watch www.weservegad.org. You can also watch the We Serve GAD Facebook page and Twitter feed, or the WeServe newsletter for more information. I'm Liz Reckia. Thanks for joining me today. Stay healthy and make sure to check the We Serve newsletters, website, and emails, as well as www.weservegad.org and listen to our podcast on the C-Suite Radio Network, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We Serve GAD, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business.